TRP your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Throw from Beattie. Maguire. Oh, he's Jim Cashin with Offside. And Sean Maguire is the hero of the day and the hero of the run that brought them to the Aviva. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. As always, thanks to Morris O'Connor for the last hour with Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening uh, here on Community Radio. Um, Cueve Breen, Alan, how are you? Good evening, Jim. How are you getting on? It's just the dynamic duo yeah, yeah, tonight. Only all tonight. All the, all <laughs> Liam, of course, has gone back down to gone back down to Limerick. And Bear, I know Bear is listening. He's not. Uh, he's still a little bit under the weather. He's uh, not. Wasn't quite up for coming over tonight. So uh, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be tuned in. Uh, he'll be tuned in, and he'll be back next weekend on, on all the different programs that he's involved in. So uh, get better soon, Bear. Um, we have all the usual bits and pieces later on. We'll be looking back at the Premier League and the Champions League and looking ahead and the ho- and all the rest. If you'd like to get involved, I'm sure we have an awful lot of Leeds United supporters. <laughs> There's a certain vintage of gentleman and lady of uh, you know that are big Leeds United supporters, and I know we do have a good few listeners. And I know they had a particularly joyous well, evening, battle, yeah. uh, particularly well, joyous <laughs> evening last Saturday evening. So, anyone has any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to the program, uh, our text line is as. As always, 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. But as always, we'll start with the local stuff, the, the bread and butter stuff. In a few minutes, we'll be speaking. To, there's a there's Highview Athletic have a massive weekend ahead uh, up in Gregnaman, and we'll be talking to their secretary Louise Dial in a few minutes' time. But just quickly to look back at the weekend just gone by, there was very limited action. Um, you know, the weekend just gone by, and it's just as well, Queeve, because even if there had been a, a load of games down for decision, a lot of them would have went by the wayside. Yeah. The weather was absolutely horrendous. There was only. A handful of games played in the um, in there was one game played in the St. Candice's Credit Union Premier Division and unfortunately for Callan it's their fourth defeat in a row that's four defeats from four at the start of the season tough start for them uh, they were beaten 4-0 at home to Clover United Clover as I said to you before, they're a decent side, a good side, Clover, and um, they've they've two wins and a narrow defeat as well against Freebooters a couple of weeks ago. Um, behind them now, so Callan, it's you know it's a tough start for them. Good start for Clover United, and then there was only one other game played in the gentle in the men's leagues, and that was in Division Three, and there was a comfortable win there as well. New Park, they won seven one at home to Spa United. So, and then in the ladies. There was some games went ahead there all right last weekend. I think there was four games that were decided. Um, East End uh, beat Stoney for 3-0. The rest of them, the other three games played on Sunday were all convincing away victories. Thomastown went to Dean Celtic and won 6-1. The same scoreline indeed as, as Evergreen and New Park. New Park, the victors there. And Mill Celtic, they went to Doro and won 5-0 against, uh, against the locals there. Now the weekend ahead, and uh, there's a lot of of action, a uh, lot of games down to be decided. Of course, you know the weather forecast. The weather has been horrendous, Queeve. I mean, some of the pitches. I know our own pitching is, is is struggling at the moment, and a number of pitches will be. But these are the fixtures as as we stand t- tonight. In the there's four Kilkenny teams left in the FAI Junior Cup. This is the last round before the the open draw, shall we say, before the whole country. You could, if you if you get through this round, you could end up in Donegal or anywhere <laughs> in the next round. Um, 
two of the four teams have been drawn to play one another. That's ourselves, Fort Rangers, are playing Bridge United. Both of us are in the Premier Division this season. We played one another in the Marsh Shield um, at the start of the season. Bridge United beat us 3-1. There wasn't a whole lot between the two teams. I, I, I do believe the two teams are quite evenly matched. Um, look at the FAI Junior Cup is probably, you know, it's it's great to get a run in these competitions. Yeah. Like Realistically, you know, the likes of ourselves, you know, we're probably not going to win the FAI Junior Cup, but we'd love to see how far we can get. I'm sure the same uh, comments apply to, for Connor English and the lads down in Bridge United. We're expecting a really, really tough competitive game on Sunday morning. Evergreen, they have a tough game as well. They have a home game at 11 o'clock on the Astro, Perch, Astro Pitch in the Kells Road. They're playing Cressy Yard United. Cressy Yard, top side, have been a top side for the last number of years. Carlow football has never been stronger and uh, that's a really tough game. Hopefully home advantage might just swing it for Evergreen there on Sunday morning. There's two games down for decision in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division. Clover United are home to Freebooters at 11 o'clock above in Rat Downey. Uh, these sides played only a few weeks ago in the league in, in the watershed and Freebooters came from 2-0 down and ended up winning the game 4-3. Very, very competitive game um, and I'm expecting it to be to be the same. Clover had a good win in Callan last weekend. Um, very strong side. Uh, Ross King is a big threat for them up front. They'll have him f- until Leash go back with the senior hurling. So the Freebooters, you know, they might get the job done with it. Might just have that little bit of class but they, they you know, they will they will be expecting to get it very tough above in Rat Downey. And in Thomastown on Sunday morning, also at 11 o'clock, uh, Callan are the visitors there. Callan, as we just said, have had a have had a tough start to the to the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division. Thomastown have blown a little bit hot and cold this season. They've had one or two very poor results and so and some decent results. This is you know every game that passes is going to be a kind of a, a, a you know something. Callan are going to have to try and you know get some sort of a point or a, some sort of a result just to have a just to get the scoreboard up and running, get the table up and running. So, but they might find it difficult to get anything in Thomastown on Sunday morning. Lines there at home to St. Canis's at eleven o'clock. St. Canis are the fourth Kilkenny team still involved in the FEI Junior Cup but they're awaiting the winners of Vale Wanderers and Curra Close so that's only been played this weekend so obviously Canises are going to be around behind that gives them the opportunity to play in the league this weekend uh, Lions are a decent side but Canises have been you know have been flying uh, had one uh, bad day at the office in the Leicester Junior Cup a couple of weeks ago but other than that they've, they've been flying and uh, they'll probably be too strong for Lions in Doro on Sunday at 11 o'clock three games in the Division 2 league these are all at 2 o'clock Evergreen C are at home to St John's Thomas Town B are at home to Tullerone and Freshford Town they're at home to River Rangers A all those games as I said at 2 o'clock in the Division 2 league and 2 o'clock is the start time for the games in Division 3 as well East End who have a 100% record 3 from 3 in the Division 3 league so far they're at home to River Rangers B and Spa United We'll be hoping to have a better look than they had last weekend. They host Evergreen 46, as I said, also at 2 o'clock. There's four games down for decision in this St. Canis's Credit Union Ladies League. New Parker at home to East End at 11 o'clock. At uh, 2 o'clock then, Mill Celtic are at home to Evergreen. Vale Wanderers are at home to Lions also at 2 o'clock. And at half past two in Thomastown, the locals there, Thomastown United, playing Celtic. And the first of our interleague teams goes in underage level, gets into, flies into action this weekend. Our under-12 side, they're at home to Wicklow on the Astroturf pitch at half past two on Sunday afternoon but as I said in the, at the start of the programme it's a big weekend for uh, Highview Athletic one of the most famous oldest clubs in the Kilkenyan District League and we're joined by their secretary Louise Dyle to tell us all about it Hello Louise Hi Jim it's, it's 
chairperson of oh, secretary. I beg your pardon, Louise. <laughs> Louise, I, con- I, I consider myself reprimanded. You didn't have to wind me up, did you? I, I did not. I, I know better, Louise. I know better. I apologise. And, and of course, I did <laughs> no, know sorry. that. I did know that. Sorry, look at, look at for the. I know you are. For the for people that haven't that didn't hear you, you were on with us a couple of months ago. Just tell us about everything that has gone up the, on up there over the last twelve months or so before we we let people know what's happening next Sunday. Where do I even start? So, yeah, I suppose a year ago or more so now we, we started, we got our funding from Sports Capital. It was actually February, I think, we got our 150,000 grant from Sports Capital. And then we also got some funding from um, the County, Kilkenny County Council to do a walkway and community walkway and lighting. So we, and the job then begun of starting to get together um, our contractors to start our full-size Astro. So we completed that back in August, I think it was now, just ready for the new season. Um, so yeah, full size Astro with community walkway and lighting, and um, which is it's been you know amazing seeing people up there every night and and all the games kind of going on and even for you know trainings and things and just yeah, there's no cancellations anymore. It's been yeah. a, a busy few months. <laughs> yeah, and look at it, you know, and look at I've been, I've been going to Greg the man a long time playing matches, and look at the pitch was always a, a cause for concern up there. That, that you know they they really used to struggle with, especially you know after the weather we're after having for the last week. Mm-hmm. That, that you know normally that weather we're after having would would have been a nightmare for Highview. So it must have been great to look out the window and see the rain falling and not have to worry about the state of the pitch, Louise. Well, funnily enough, I was looking at the on the KDA website just to see the fixtures and and just at the weekend and looking at all the you know the postponements of all the games and I think ourselves and I think uh, one of the team was the only ones that were actually able to have any games. Yeah. So it was brilliant, you know. It just keeps us kind of ticking over, and we've had an awful lot of friendlies. Actually, Bell Murphy Celtic has been. I think every age group has played us at this stage, but <laughs> just to do a friendly, a kind of on a. I think we had one on just yesterday. We had another one on Saturday night, and. Just be able to kind of get those people out playing, you know, get those kids out, which is the most important thing. It's absolutely brilliant. Now, tell us what's happening now, because, you know, a culmination of all of this now can happen on Sunday with the official opening. So tell us what's happening at the weekend, Louise. Yeah, so we're beginning the half past one, we're having an underage blitz. So we have under eight, nine and ten girls and boys. Um, And this is on Sunday, Louise, sorry, this is on Sunday. This is on Sunday, yeah, yeah, Sunday, November 6th, yeah, so... Half past one, that kind of kicks off with the underage blitz. Um, and while that's kind of going on, we've got some bouncy castles and some kind of kids' games as well. Um, we've got a marquee then with some food and light refreshments, um, kindly kind of donated uh, to us by the parents of everybody in the club, which is amazing. Um, and then the big reveal at half past two with uh, our own Niall Quinn is coming to do the honours, so he's going to cut the ribbon. Um a couple of speeches, I suppose, from a few key people. And then we're having an all-greats game. So we have a mixture of old and new players. And we've actually got to rope in um, Liam Reddy and Mick Murphy. And Pat Gale are going to manage one team. And our, our Dean Broders and uh, Richie Watson are managing the other. So, um, And we've got Paddy Welsh, our, kind of our home referee, <laughs> referee that game. So I've been I've been told now twenty minutes aside though because some of them can't. Uh, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's and that's and that's much longer. And that's for and that's for Dino and the new lads. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's on at three o'clock. So that'll be great. It'll be great to see um, a mixture of, of old and new. So um, 
Yeah, and it's great. Liam it's Reddy is very excited to come yeah, back and have a look. As of well. course, and Liam, of course, was one of the one. Of, and I was going to say that, and it's a pity Bear is not here beside me. Bear managed the first Kilkenny team to win the Oscar Trainer Trophy back in '74, and there was a strong high view presence that time. That, you know, as I said, there have always yeah. been that good players in Greg Namana. Great to get Niall Quinn. That's a real coup for you, um, Louise. It's great to have someone with such a profile, and that uh, be great for yeah. the kids to meet to meet Niall Quinn because even yeah, the young kids, exactly. even though Niall Quinn is of a generation, say the young kids. Will still know who he is and it's brilliant for them isn't it yeah and it was actually uh, Donny Butler that uh, was the contact there so I kind of I kind of texted Donny and I, I think I just said any chance you know anybody that would be yeah. good I think it was less than 30 minutes later I can get another coin for you so thanks very much <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll take <laughs> yeah, that we'll, we'll take yeah, that yeah exactly yeah it's brilliant so we're bringing him out to lunch um, as well so he's, we're going to go to Devil's Menu I don't know if you've heard of in Greg and Man about oh, yeah. lovely food so we're taking him there to to wine and dine before we get him to cut the ribbon. But um, no, it should be a great day. And it's just, it's, I mean, it was something we were talking about and we could have easily put off for another year. But I think these things, the longer you put them off, the less likely they are to happen, I think. And it's important to, to acknowledge it. all the hard Absolutely. work for the committee to, for the last year. I mean, my committee have been amazing, really. So, And the town have really got behind you as well, haven't they? Like the town of Greg Lamanna, you know, are very proud of their clubs up there, the Hurling Club and the Soccer Club. And, and the, the, the whole town have been very uh, vocal in, and, and have been, you know, very good to you, haven't they? Oh, they have. I mean, we had a, a GoFundMe still going on at the moment um, to raise because we don't have any dugouts at the moment. That's our next our next yeah. project. But we've got some great fun, you know, great donations from the local community. They've been amazing. And, and just, you know, people using it and up and walking about. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm teaching in the secondary school and most of my time is spent uh, talking to the boys about the soccer and the girls, actually, about how great it yeah. is and they're, they're loving it. And the school are using this as well. The secondary school are using it really regularly, so it's brilliant. It's and uh, you're well. not going to stand still, I'm sure, up there, Louise. So you've already mentioned the dugouts. I'm sure there's other plans as well. Uh, you're oh, you're not going yeah. <laughs> <So> you <laughs> give me a break, will you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If one more person, no, I mean, everyone is saying that. I, don't, I mean, we, there's lots of work to do, but... Um, yeah, that takes time and we'll get there, but, uh, you know, that's a kind of a five-year plan, I think, really, but we'll get there. Okay, of course you will. And just then again, so just quickly then, just the, the, the logistics of Sunday, then all kicking off at half past one? Yeah, half past one, we've got our blitz and kind of our finger food and, and kids' games, and then half two is the official ribbon, and three o'clock then is the all-greats game. Well, fair play to you, fair play to you. Well, look, we hope to have uh, somebody up there to do a little bit of a report oh, on it as well. So, great, yeah. and uh, see yourself up there as well. I'll, I'll, I'll struggle Sunday. I'll see how I, I'll see how I get on, but I'll make sure we'll have somebody there, Louise. We'll have somebody yeah. there. I can guarantee you that. And listen, right. fair play Thank to you. you. It's, a, it's a brilliant, brilliant achievement for the for the club and the community, and and you're to be commended. And uh, we'll have you on again, I'm sure, between now and the end of the season. And of course, I will give you your proper title as we lead out. This is the chairperson <laughs> of Highview Athletic <laughs> Football Club, <laughs> Louise. Louise Doyle. Thank you very much, Louise. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank talk you to you soon. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Have you been up there, uh, Cueve? I know you live close to Greg I've, I've been close. To, I've, I've gone into it, to actually the AstroTurf. Yeah. Um, played a couple of games in there. Do you know if you can win and pay or whatever? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, 50 yeah. quid or whatever. And played. Yeah. It's just a savage setup. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah. savage setup. It's, it's, great, it's great to have it because, like you said there, I mean, over the years, there was always a problem at, at that pitch with, oh, with rain and whatever. Because yeah, um, where it is, but yeah. anyway, it's, it's it's great to have it. It's brilliant. And look at you see, you look at. I mean, obviously, Evergreen have what they have, and other clubs. But it's great to see, you know, one of the rural country clubs, mm. you know, like having such a facility. It's brilliant. And like, there's going to be another AstroTurf pitch in the in the city now, and the ne- over the next number of weeks, because the the work is about to commence in the Fair Green as well. Down in the Fair Green, that main pitch is becoming a, an an all weather pitch as well. So. 
it's great to see look at you know in, in, in tough times you know what I mean yeah. in tough times but it's great to see clubs uh, progressing and, and, and doing wonderful work and uh, high view and Louise there I've got to know Louise a little bit over the last over the last uh, number of months and uh, she's a very very capable person and, and I've said to her before if Highview ever throw her out four Rangers I'd gladly <laughs> take her into the into the fold Okay, we better go and pay a few bills. Um, when we come back, we'll have a look back at the Premier League games that were played since we were here last. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Uh, just give you the text number once again, as always, it's 86 That's 86 That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Cueve, there was some really exciting action and some... Some some, strange, not so, yeah, some, yeah. some not so exciting action and some you know some strange strange results yeah. at the weekend just gone by. Look at we'll start at Anfield. You know, last Saturday night Liverpool won, Leeds United two. It was a really bizarre game, really and truly. I mean, you know, it started off in the first few minutes, the first minute. The Leeds goalkeeper came out, looked like he, you know, had a headless chicken moment, yeah. was lucky to get away with it. And I said to myself, God, this guy, you know, what's going to happen here tonight? 90 minutes later, he came off the pitch a hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Liverpool were beaten 2-1. Now, look at, in fairness, an 89 minutes winner from Somerville. But look, at all is not well at Liverpool. And, and last Saturday, it really just highlighted the cueve. Yeah, I think it summed it up. I mean, even the, 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 first, the first goal... Joe Gomez passing it back and yeah, Alisson what was slipping. He think, what was he thinking of? I don't know. I mean, like, and that's that's where I suppose it's that sort of a thing. It's even mentally, Liverpool don't seem to be there. Yeah. You wouldn't have said that last season. Stuff like that wouldn't have happened. No. Now, these things, mistakes, whatever. But not as regularly. Not as, as regularly. No. Yeah. And even like they've been beaten now four times in the league. That's as many as they were beaten the whole season last season. Yeah. Do you know? And even something like that mentally would have yeah. to knock them back a lot. Um. And then Salah, like Salah equalised after 15 minutes, said, right, they've had their crazy moment now mm. with the Gomez thing. Liverpool will kick on and go on and win the game. But they didn't. Mm. Leeds, Leeds came with a real positive game plan. Now look at, they rode their luck a bit. Nunes, if Nunes has his shooting boots on, you know, Liverpool probably win the game. At Leeds goalkeeper, Mesley, or whatever you call him, had a great game. But, you know, you have to give a certain level of credit to Leeds as well, you know, because like they and their managers under big, big pressure. Yeah, because I mean, that's there was their first win in nine games. I mean, we said it last Tuesday this was going to be Liverpool were going to oh, come yeah. back off, yeah. off after getting beaten by Forest and that they were they were going to be out for blood. And we thought they were going to absolutely destroy Leeds. Yeah, but I couldn't believe it. And even like both of them had chances, and and Leeds could have scored. Liverpool could have scored as well. Yeah. But um, credit to Leeds. I mean, like that's as well. And to, to be beaten, Liverpool to get beaten at home. Just first first loss at home. Uh, since March, March of last year, yeah. and I see it was noticed that Van Dijk that was he'd gone seventy games unbeaten at home, yeah. and that was his first. And it's, yeah. it's, but that's like huge. It's, it is very worrying for Liverpool fans. Like I mean, you know, it's not a blip. You know, it's it's worse than a blip mm. now. You know, and 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 they really are going to be in a, in a battle to get into the yeah. top four, and that's realistically yeah. because I mean that you know the teams ahead of them are there, there's already a bit of a gap. You know, produce is. It, <laughs> 
is there any danger that Klopp is under under pressure for his job there? I mean, he has know. a lot of brownie points in the he bank. He has, he has. But I mean, if it's if it stays going the way it's going, uh, what do you do? Like, yeah. what it seems to be though for me is it's investment in the club. Because I was I was just looking back through kind of the last few seasons and the, in terms of the teams that they've had and the squad they've had, it hasn't changed a massive amount over the last. And they have four been unlucky years. with like Lewis Diaz has been injured yeah. for the last you know few weeks, so he's a big big loss yeah. to him. But it's the, the difference, say, look, we, we've seen City and Liverpool have been dominant for the last couple of years. And the, the difference between them, for me, has been the squad. It's that City are able to, you know, as, as Pep likes to do all the time, is rotate. But you can rotate with some world-class players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Liverpool don't have that luxury. If they do want to rotate... It's, you've, you've, you've got guys where, I mean, you look look down the last two, two, few seasons, you, you had Shakiri, you had uh, Origi, you have, at the moment, oh, you have Jota, uh, players like that, that they're good, but they're not up to the same level of what they need to yeah. be winning leagues and to be winning Champions Leagues. And I think that's been the difference. Mm-hmm. And unless there is some investment, maybe in, if there's investment in January where they can and bring in a couple of players, maybe they'll turn it around but it's it's hard to see where it will turn around they need they need some boost somewhere yeah and look at Leeds Leeds, Leeds have to back it up now next weekend when we talk about that in the third part of the programme but they have a home game against Bournemouth and they really really need yeah. to you know to, to pile another three you know to really win that game on the back of winning away to Liverpool to really get the the benefit out of it look at we'll go to um we'll go to your we'll go to Chelsea next because this was, a, this was a you know Brighton 4 Chelsea 1 and I know you're a Chelsea fan, Cueve, but this was, this was mental stuff. Yeah. Two own goals in, in, in the in the in the first half. Brighton kicked him off the pitch in yeah. the first half, and and and, and indeed three nil, you know, wasn't in any way, shape, or form flattering at half time to Brighton. Chelsea pulled one back at the start of the second half, and you said, right, maybe the comeback is on, but it didn't materialise. And this was a massive, massive wake up call for Graham Potter, yeah. and where and the one place he didn't want to get it. Yeah, well, that's like speaking of Graham Potter, maybe before I talk about, it, but I think. The way he was treated was a little bit bad form. He was kind of booed. I mean, considering what he'd done for Brighton and yeah, over the fair, last few fair years. Enough, but, I take but, that, yeah. but, but you know, away from that, I, to be honest with you, I turned it off at half time. <laughs> I, I was just I couldn't believe it how 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 poor they were. Um, but it's for me. I've been saying it here. It's it's been coming. I said it here since I think it was the, after the Villa game. I know they won that game, but the chances Villa had, I was I've been worried since then. And I'd said afterwards that I think Brentford would have got a draw against them. Um, here again, now I thought maybe they'd have enough in them to beat Brighton in the in the form Brighton had been and in, I, and I did too. Yeah, and especially Potter going back there, and he 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 would have liked to have picked up a few points, but they just it was so disjointed. Now the second half was a bit different; it was more end to end. But they had a few but chances. The damage was done, though. The damage was done, yeah, yeah at half The time. damage was done. Um, I mean, Havertz got a goal. Good goal. I mean, Conor Gallagher was probably the best player for Chelsea. But there was some other, like, Pulisic had a chance to score and didn't. And if, if he had got maybe a goal there and got it back to 3-2, things could have been different. But it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's the amount of goals, I think, as well, that Chelsea have scored. I was looking at it again. They've only scored 17 goals this season. In the top half of the table, only Palace have scored less. Yeah, um, United have scored seventeen as well, um, but they're defensively they're, they've been been better. But to, to only have that amount of goals in the top half of the table, like I said, Palace only scoring less. It, there's there's big problems there. I mean, look at that Sterling again, another ineffective game. He was yeah. nowhere in the game again. Um, even you know bringing on Aubameyang and and. Again, nothing from him. It's it's yeah, like, there, there is there is there is, is issues there. Yeah. There is issue. And Brighton Brighton are a bloody enigma. Yeah. You know, they couldn't you know, they couldn't score one at home to Knott's Forest there a couple of weeks ago. And after scoring three in Anfield, they come out and score four the other day. Like they're just an enigma, Brighton. Yeah. But when they play well, 
they, they are actually a good football yeah. inside and they're a match for a lot of teams yeah. when, when, they're, when they're on form but that was a, that was a strange result um, another strange result Spurs they were 2-0 down against Bournemouth and, and the knives were starting to yeah. appear for Conte <laughs> um, you know they came back and they won 3-2 and, and were completely dominant in the especially in the last half an hour um, I, but I'll put it to you Cueve you know they didn't start playing until they were 2-0 uh, the next thing they realised oh god should we may as well yeah. go for broke here and he, he's the pragmatism is starting to get on the on the backs of a few Spurs supporters because he just doesn't let that he just doesn't release the shackles you know yeah well that's it and I think that's, that is maybe the way Conte has done it for, for a number of years um, but you know, like with the players they have, they, sh- they should have been winning that game handy enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the the, the equaliser, there was you know Mark Travers, he kind of handed them the equaliser. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah but, um, you know, but but these the kind of games. Look, we, we've said it in in over the years, and and if you want to win in it and, and you want to do things, it's it's winning games ugly yeah. when you can. Uh, we said it a good few weeks back. I mean, the bet Leicester was at six two when they didn't play particularly well either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I think it is it's it's Conte's kind of negative style of play sometimes comes back to haunt him. But look a win's a win. Um that's you know, they'd only won one of their last six away games um before that game. So to get an away win was was pretty good. But I think to have Liverpool next at the weekend, that's going to be a different prospect. It'll be interesting to see now in the way yeah. both of them have been playing the last couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Um look at Newcastle, you know for the first 40 minutes you know it wasn't great fair they scored right on the stroke of half time or near enough the stroke of half time a penalty by Callum Wilson but they came out in the second half and they blew Aston Villa away and uh, Newcastle are not going away and they're winning these games and they still have a few very important players out injured and are they serious top four contenders, Cleve? Well, I think so. I mean, was, we, we had a text in from Miles last weekend we didn't get around to or last week we didn't get around to asking who would our, we put in our top four and I think at the time when we, we said at the start of the season, um, I think I had said maybe Newcastle to be in the top half to be pushing up, but I, I yeah. never thought they'd be anywhere near top four. It's it's what it's do, what's for me what's doing it for them is their the defensive yeah. record, they're the, the best def- the best, best defense, defense in yeah. the league, yeah. and they're the farm side in the league at the moment. They uh, picked up sixteen points in October, um, more than any other team in the Premier League. As yeah, we said strongest defensive record, only only club to have a record of uh, they've only conceded under one goal conceded per game. And it's the players that have, they didn't go mad in yeah. in terms of who they bought. Even, say, Almiron now, who has been there for a couple of years, he's back in good form yeah. playing for them. Joel Linton. Joel Linton. It seems to be, it's the positivity. And it's like when we said Liverpool, where mentality, it's 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 going the wrong way for him. Yeah. When you have that positivity going for you, the players are feeling it and they're still going. I, I think I could see them holding on to it and, and getting top four. I mean, this weekend, if results go the right, right way, they could be third in the league. Yeah. So it's it's going really well for him. Eddie yeah. Howe, there's a text in actually just say, uh, like saying that how impressive has Eddie Howe been uh, when he took over to the point he's at now. Hasn't made wholesale, wholesale changes in personnel but it's got Newcastle flying and that, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, and, and when you consider that Eddie Howe wasn't wasn't even in the top three mm. of the first choices. Like, I mean, originally they want, like, they, you and I, Emery yeah. was in the mix. You know, Julia's name was being mentioned, other names were being mentioned and they kind of just kind of landed on Eddie Howe, you know what I mean? So I think he deserves a lot, yeah. a lot of credit, Eddie Howe and, and Newcastle are definitely going to, you know, every team is going to have to play well if you're yeah. going to beat Newcastle this season. Um, Man City, you know, one nil away to Leicester. I, I, Leicester played well in this mm. game. I think, I think Leicester over the next few weeks, you know, between now and and they'll probably pick up a few more points. Er- Erling Haaland wasn't in the squad; he's out injured once again. 
the, the match winner was De Bruyne and what a free oh, kick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you couldn't have placed it any better, you know. Like, there was, I think that someone had said if you had two goalkeepers in the goal, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have saved it the way yeah. he had put it. But yeah, like, I mean, going on Leicester, they put up a serious fight. Yeah. Um, you know, like, apart from the free kick, you know, there was a few chances City had, but Leicester really uh, put it up to him. And it wasn't that they were just sitting back and soaking it up. They, they had chances themselves. Um, but it, it looks how, how important De Bruyne is to that City oh, team. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Um, like, the only thing you might look at is and say, if Haaland is not there, do they struggle to get goals? Because I suppose the whole game plan then has to change. Is Like you said it last week, you have that option of where yeah. you can pump the ball long and you have more options with Haaland there. So when he's not there... Um, you know, will the, will the goals be harder to come by? But look, when you have top class, probably the best midfielder in the world. Oh, there's no question. In, yeah. in De Bruyne, yeah, these are no things question. they can do to you. Arsenal uh, remain top of the table, 5 0 at home to Notts Forest. Um, on this game, Arsenal were as impressive as Notts Forest were poor, weren't yeah. they? Like, it was very much Notts Forest were shocking. Yeah. And a lot of it, like, Arsenal, they seem to be in the second half of games, they're killing off games now. Yeah. Whereas other years, they've been, they've been a little bit wishy washy and whatever, but it's the second half of games now where they're really going at teams and killing them off. And it was actually great. To see, I know bad for, for Arsenal and for England as well. We'll see how it goes with Saka and his injury. Yeah. But in, in fairness, like Reese Nelson came on and, and played really well when he came on. Um, I mean, Arsenal, they're still, still 100% at home. Themselves in yeah. City, 100% at home and going really well. And again, you're going to have to consider them I think we said right they probably would be in top four but it's it's going even better for them than, than anyone probably had, would have thought um, the highlights how bad a result it was for Liverpool to lose one day yeah, against Forrest yeah. last week as well like yeah. that's just Forrest are poor side yeah that's it because we thought maybe you know Forrest are starting to gel a yeah, bit yeah but, exactly yeah. and then to go out there and, and get hammered by Arsenal yeah so it's but it, it's going to be like that kind of a season um, because look, you look where Forrest are they're rock bottom of the table a couple of results going for you in the next couple of weeks or, you know, we've got two games left before the World Cup. It's so tight between the bottom, even bottom t- 11 or 12 that there could be massive amounts of swings. Now, it'll be hard to see where it comes for Forrest. Yeah. But the, it could swing either way for 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 the season and, and we'll see what happens. But Forrest at the moment, it's, it's, it's looking very poor for them. It is, yeah. United 1-0 at home uh, against West Ham. Great header from Marcus yeah. Rashford. It was a great header. In fairness, it was a, it was a Ronaldo esque header. Funnily enough, even though Ronaldo was on the pitch at the same time, um, but they didn't kick on. They couldn't get the second goal. And for the last fifteen minutes, they have Mister De Gea to thank for holding on to yeah. that uh, clean sheet, haven't they? Did, they? did he say afterwards he was he was tired? People are normally saying that goalkeepers wouldn't be tired, but he was yeah. so oh. over. He, he had to work so hard. He was he was, he was, he was unreal in the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> unreal. Yeah. yeah, he made some great great saves. Um, but you know, you'd like I said there. Look, they're not scoring a massive amount of goals, but it's 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 the defense, but it's a lot of it is the midfield. I think it's, yeah, well, it's Casemiro has yeah, made a huge difference. Yeah, it's Casemiro and and then have an Eriksson there as well. Yeah, and, and it you, was a great cross from Eriksson for yeah. the for the goal. Yeah, you know? it's it's that is making a big difference, and even Martinez as well. I mean, when he came in, and we kind of thought, oh, he's, what is he? Small, yeah, yeah, too yeah, small and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But he's he's aggressive, and he's like yeah. he's kind of he'll get he's in. A, at he's an old school yeah. defender. Yeah, and he's know? he's what maybe Maguire needs beside him. Yeah, Maguire didn't do too bad, no. now, In fairness, you, you know, know it, for a man that hadn't played in a number of weeks and was under a lot of pressure, made one one mistake early on, but grew into the game and and didn't do too bad. In fairness, no. But West Ham, like we're talking about the pragmatic approach of Antonio Conte. Your man Moyes is the same. Like he didn't, he didn't take the shackles off until the last yeah. twenty minutes. And br- when he brought on Antonio and and 
really and truly, I think they showed United a little bit too much respect on on Sunday. Well, they did, yeah, because I mean, you can you can get at uh, United in ways, and uh, and that has been proven over yeah, the season. Yeah, that you can, and, and you know. like West Ham been in decent enough form, so like yeah, I mean, just have a go and and let them at it. I mean, it's it's probably goals. We're talking about goals a lot, but it's goals are kind of drying up for them as well uh, for West Ham. They haven't scored a whole lot. There seem to be, it's Skamaka now they're kind of going to, um, Antonio seems to be kind of a bit out of form. Um, but again, it's, 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 it's strange with West Ham because they're kind of one of those teams last season where they did really well and it's so, those players who played really well for them last season Yeah, the likes really of Suchek and, and, and in and particular yeah, and that, Jared, that they're yeah. not really they haven't hit the heights of, the, of what they had last season you know so it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit, bit different for them this season but really interesting to see what Moyes can do with them yeah next very week. much so uh, quickly Brentford drew one all at home to Wolves Diego Costa I, I, I couldn't believe it when I read that it was his first ever red card in the Premier League Jesus. There you are. Now he was very got away with a lot, I'd say, over the years. Uh, Crystal Palace won 1 0 at home to Southampton, and Fulham and Everton played out a 0 0 draw. That actually was quite a decent game, Fulham never. And I saw that. Yeah. Normally, when you see 0 0, you say, oh my God. But that was actually a, quite a decent 0 yeah, 0. And, and, and a good result for Everton. Yeah, because you see, you're saying about that Mitrovic, you had 10 shots. No, none of them yeah. were on target. Yeah. But he had 10 shots, but yeah. you know, that, that shows you there was a bit of entertainment in a 0 0 draw. Um, Everton getting the first clean sheet. Uh, in eight away matches, um, but Fulham now they're, they're four matches unbeaten as well. Yeah. Like Fulham are what seventh in the table. Yeah, they're I mean, decent they're side, Fulham. Well. Yeah, yeah, decent side, decent side. Okay, we better pay the last few bills of the night. When we come back, we will look up. We will look ahead at the Premier League fixtures uh, of the week coming, and we'll have a quick mention of the Champions League, which the final group games go ahead over the next two nights. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP, Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny. TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and DAF parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. And you're welcome back to uh, Offside, the third and final part of your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. One last time, we give out the text number 86 353-7782 that text line of course is sponsored by taxback.com which is indeed a clune tech company Cueve we've an even split this weekend there's five games on Saturday five games on Sunday in the Premier League this is the second last round of fixtures bet- between now and the World Cup so there'll be a lot of managers looking over their shoulders over the yeah. next couple of weeks we look at them in the order that they're going to be played or that the order they're on the website here Leeds are home to Bournemouth the, 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 these first four games are all at three o'clock on on um, on Saturday Leeds are at home to Bournemouth and look it's very very important for Leeds that you know if you look at Liverpool they beat Man City and everyone said like, that's, the, that's the turning of the corner for, for this Liverpool come out then lose the next two games against Nottingham Forest and, 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 and Leeds two yeah. of the bottom sides it's very important that Leeds back up that win against Liverpool by winning at home to Bournemouth on Saturday yeah and I think they're getting Bournemouth at a good time as well Bournemouth they've lost their last three yeah they're starting um, to drop yeah yeah, and like Leeds they'll be they'll have to be positive after going out there and beating Liverpool um, like the form is similar enough for both of them they've only you know one win in their last five both teams but I think it, as I said like it's Leeds it's hitting Bournemouth at the right time I think Leeds they, uh, but they need to build on yeah. it like I mean yeah. they, you know in a way 
that win against Liverpool, the good will be gone over if they can't win at home to Bournemouth yeah. seven days later. Yeah, exactly. You know? And look, if you, if you can't, you know, off the back of that, if you can't G him up, and because the games against the likes of Bournemouth that they have to win to, to feel like they're going to stay up in the league. Yeah. And if they can be, it can win this game, take that bit more pressure off Jesse Marsh yeah. and it'll keep him going. I think they could, they could beat Bournemouth. Yeah. Sissy are home to Fulham. Um, Fulham, as we keep saying, have been everyone has been impressed with them this season. It'll be interesting to see will Haaland be back. I have a feeling they might give him the opportunity now. The fact that Norway haven't qualified for the World Cup, they might try and struggle on for the next two games without him and give him the big long break and have him back fresh and raring to go on Stevens' day. Um, City have or Fulham have been impressive, but they haven't been impressive enough to win away to City, have they? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, like we said, they're Arsenal 100% at home, so are City. Um, yeah, Fulham unbeaten their last four, but yeah, I mean, at home against City, I think regardless if Haaland plays or not. Yeah, the quality is, is going to be too much for Fulham. There could be goals in it. Um, yeah, there could well be. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think City City will hold on and, and they should should win this game. Forest are home to Brentford. Look at Forest last home game. They won at home to Liverpool. You know they've been poor since um, Brentford. <laughs> It's hard to know what to make of Brentford, isn't it? Like, I mean, some weeks I've I've seen them on a couple mm. of occasions and they've looked really impressive, and I've seen them one or two other times and they look very ordinary. Forest, of course, will target this game, but it's hard to know what way this will go. Yeah, like looking at it, um, when I was looking at a couple of bits of stats, like Brentford, they actually haven't won a game away from home yet. Um, looking at their last, both their last fives, they're the exact same. One win, two draws, two losses, both in their last five. Um, both of them need the win. Like yeah. Brentford are, are in, as you said, that bit of a slump. Forest need a win because they're rock bottom of the yeah. table, without goes without saying. So it is a massive game for both. I, I think they'll just, they'll... If Barry was here, if Barry was here, he'd say there's an X. There's an X. I'm that. just going <laughs> to say it because I think it will. They'll they'll play one another out of it. I think, and it'll end up in a draw. Um, I mean, even Tony, he's he's he needs. He's still trying to get himself in Garrett's outgate. Yeah, point. He's, he's not going to get into I the don't World think Cup he squad. Will. There's too many ahead of him. Even you know they're saying Callum Wilson. Well, Callum now. Wilson and, and Marcus Rashford must be yeah. in the mix again now with the form that he's in at the moment as well. And we'll be looking closer to the time at the World Cup. But um, I don't think Ivan Tony is, is going to be in in the, in the no, England I think squad. He, he'll miss out in terms of who else is ahead of him. There's there's three or four probably ahead of him in yeah. the pecking order, so he probably will miss out. But I think, look, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the draw. It's it's a hard one to call because in terms of the, of the form they bought in and as you said it doesn't you know depends on what kind of Brentford show up yeah but I think know, it it'll just they cancel they'll, they'll, they'll cancel one another out yeah yeah there's a there's a there's a pong of a draw for the next one as well <laughs> uh, Wolves are home to Brighton you know like are Brighton as good as they looked last Sunday our, our last weekend against Chelsea Wolves you know battled to a point away to Brentford but they're still in trouble Wolves and, and they just don't seem to be able to get a manager Cueve. well that's yeah that seems to be a big problem for them um, like looking at it again Brighton looking at away form they've only two wins away from home Wolves again like Forrest really need to get a win before they head off for the break for the World Cup um, Brighton like that that's the win against Chelsea was their first win in five uh, both again looking at the form both only one win one draw in the last five I think like you said there is a smell of a draw off it because <laughs> like Wolves they look at it like that they, they can't they can't lose it they, or they don't yeah. they, you know they can't afford to lose it yeah. so they'll need to kind of even shut up shop and, and try and get something out of the game and it I think look could be another could be another X on the card yeah half five on Saturday evening Everton are home to Leicester um Leicester are definitely their performances have improved dramatically over the last month but Everton are a dog at side and hard to beat at home and dare I say it is there another smell of a draw off of this well because like, looking at it again it was like it's it's one of the best defences in Everton against one of the worst defences in Leicester 
against one of the worst attacks in Everton against one of the best attacks outside of the top four in Leicester. So it's again, it's sort of something that could cancel it, cancel it each other out. Um, like both of them are seeing a bit better form the last while. Um, but again, Leicester looking at away form. I know, look, there's not a, a huge amount of games have been played away, probably six or five or six games. But Leicester only one win away. You know, that could be could be another draw on the cards. I'm going to have it down as another draw. I think that that's yeah, three could, draws in a row. I, um, I, I, yeah, but you could be right. But, I, yeah, could I, be right. It's, it's they're, they're three hard games to call. Those three games. Yeah. Um, and like that, I think it is another game of canceling each, canceling each other out. Uh, five games then on Sunday some very interesting games and it begins at 12 o'clock maybe with the most interesting of them all but definitely one of the most interesting is Chelsea at home to Arsenal um, this is a big test for both of them because yeah. Arsenal you know have been going well but you know their last real tricky away game against United they, they, they came unstuck and you know there are no certainties to win away to Chelsea even though Chelsea as you said haven't been going that well they're still Chelsea though yeah and still unbeaten at home as well yeah. which is which is a big thing I think a lot of it is is if Arsenal can go ahead early, uh, I think Chelsea will struggle against them. I mean, you saw it there against Brentford, or against Brighton, I should say. In what happened in that game, it was once they went behind early, they kind of fell apart. I mean, you saw it even early in the game, uh, or Thiago Silva had to clear off his line twice in the first couple of minutes, yeah. and they were rattled immediately. If Arsenal can get them early, they'll rattle them. And I think, uh, to, I think for me again, and being negative against my own team, I have been for weeks. I, I think Arsenal could win this game and keep it going. It's if problem for me is like that. If Arsenal can score early, where do the goals come from from Chelsea? And yeah. I think that's that's the big problem. I think defensively they're they're kind of wobbly. Like the players they brought in, unfortunately, Fafana has gone out injured. Koulibaly and they, has they kind paid of been an awful lot of money for these. You know, yeah. like I mean, they paid big money for for Fafana and Koulibaly, and they would have expected these to form a real rock solid yeah. defensive partnership, and it hasn't worked out no. for one reason or another. And like that, well, Fafana is injured, but Koulibaly seems to be in and out of the team. They seem to be going with um, Thiago Silva and and Trevor Shalaba. In fairness, Shalaba is a young guy, but he's he's doing well enough. But it's it's not it's not. Going well enough, and that's the problem. It's, it's, it's as well. You see the problem. Reese James being out, and yeah, he's a big way, loss. Yeah, and the way Potter likes to play, it's it's similar to where Tuchel had it, where he had the, the wing backs, but he's employing the likes of Loftus Cheek as a wing back, or he was playing Pulisic as well in that position, and and playing these lads out of their position. It's it's not gelling for them. Midfield missing a lot as well, but yeah, look, I'm going to be negative again. Then You're going to go for the. I, I think I will go for the Arsenal. Aston Villa are home to United. Um. You know, Villa looked like they had turned the corner in 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 uh, Emery. You know, when the first game without when since Gerard, when Gerard was sacked, they comfortably beat Brentford. But they were tonked at Newcastle last weekend. The jury sit out on United in the sense I'm similar to you. I, I'm I'm still not convinced, mm. but they are definitely improving, and they may well have improved enough to win away to Aston Villa at the weekend. Yeah, I think so. I, like, there's not again, probably won't be a whole lot of goals, but it's yeah. it's the tenacity that that United seem to have found over the last while in in terms of their defensive abilities and their uh, the midfield as well. And again, it's it's Villa struggling to put the ball in the net. I think, I mean, after that, after I said against the, che- the Chelsea game where they had so many chances and could have scored, and then they did they did it and scored four goals as soon as Gerrard was gone. Um, but they haven't built on it now. Emery, I don't think he was actually he wasn't in the dugout for the. The, uh, no, he wasn't for that 4-0. So yeah. maybe if he's going to be in the dugout, he might make a bit of a difference. But I think United, in the way they played the last while, eight games unbeaten, I think it'll it'll stay going for him. I think United will win that game. 
another away team that you'd have to fancy the weekend is Newcastle and they go to Southampton even though Southampton are dangerous opponents in St Mary's or whatever they call the pitch now, well, place now. We've, we've said this actually for a good few weeks we said they're, they're dangerous but they've only won one game at home yeah. in, in season so it's, going, it's a myth then yeah, we were saying it we've said it and it looks like it. you know when you're watching the games you're thinking they are but they've actually only won one game at home who else that they win it against only against Chelsea but anyway um, <laughs> yeah. and so the, they actually had the worst home form in the league look Newcastle as we said it earlier on they're the best best form side in the league at the moment um, 13 points in the last five they've only conceded two goals yeah <laughs> You, you have to fancy. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Like f- f- until such time as they, as they lose a bit of form, you, you can't go against them. Sure, no, you can't. No. Watch someone take out that clip um, when it goes up online later on. They'll be clipping it out for us on Sunday or playing it for us on Tuesday next week yeah, to say yeah. we were wrong. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're looking. All we can do is give our opinions. Yeah. Uh, I, I, West Ham are home to Crystal Palace. Um, you know, both of these sides. I, I think the similar comments apply. You know, the some of their parts doesn't quite add up like I mean West Ham look you know haven't played like they, had, like they played last season and Crystal Palace you know seem to be going well but then when you look at the league table you know that, yeah. that it's not backed up on the league table and, and it's hard to call this one it is now the only thing that would go for me in, in terms of I'm, I'm going to say West Ham will win it is because of West Ham's home form They've won uh, their last six home games in all competitions. Yeah. Um, and Palace haven't won away from home in the league either and only scoring three away from home. And I think that's that's what's going to make the difference in this game. West Ham, we both, you know, we're saying... It'll be tight though, won't it? It will be tight, but I think it's it's that home home advantage I think will make the difference for, for West Ham. It'll be a, a good enough game with London Derby, um, yeah. but I think... Yeah, West Home Farm, yeah, you make a good point. You make a good point on that. The half past four game then on Sunday is very, very interesting. It's Tottenham Hotspur at home to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool are already eight points outside the Champions League spots. This is the kind of a game that, you know, you wouldn't, you know, Spurs are much better side at home than they are away from home. I don't think there's any question about that. And Liverpool are going to be up against it again here on Sunday. Yeah, and there was actually something as well looking at the stat, which I couldn't really believe that Liverpool, they haven't won away from home yet in the league, um, yeah. which I couldn't actually believe. <laughs> Thinking, you know, you're going, how how was that possible for Liverpool? Um, now, as you said, Spurs, I mean, they haven't been great. Um, their first home loss against Newcastle, obviously. Um, the two losses then before that and narrowly then beating Bournemouth. Uh, it's it's is going to be a strange sort of a game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what way both of them line up and how they how they approach it. It's a type of game that Conte again but won't Spur- want to lose. Spurs go into the game ten points ahead of Liverpool, yeah. right? I know Liverpool have a game in hand. Like if Spurs win this game, Liverpool are thirteen points yeah. behind Tottenham. Like that's bordering on unbelievable, yeah. Cueve. It's massive. Know? It's if you wouldn't have said it at the start of the season. We said at the start of the season this is going to be between City and Liverpool again, and we've been saying it yeah. for. We said it's going to be City Liverpool dominance for than how long? And, and that, at this point in time, Cueve, you really would be saying that Liverpool are highly unlikely to be to like their best chance of qualifying for the Champions League might be to win this yes. year's yeah. Champions yeah. League. But and you know they've shown as they did against Man City, you know a couple of weeks ago that on any given day any of the top sides in Europe will still have a job to beat them. But it, at the moment, you can't see them qualifying for the Champions League through the league route. No, no. Um, I, oh, I, I don't know. It's it's weird to see what's going on with Liverpool. Like Jurgen Klopp could dream up and like he did against uh, City. Could they could play some fantastic football and, and do it against Spurs? But at home, I think Spurs will win and it'll put a hell of a lot of pressure on Mister yeah. Klopp. 
Uh, the Champions League uh, group stage has come to do a conclusion over the two nights between tonight and tomorrow night. There's not a whole ton to play for. Liverpool are playing Napoli in a dead rubber tonight. Rangers are playing at home at night to Ajax in an effort to avoid becoming the worst, the official worst team ever to play in the group stages with their record and um, number of players out. But the Spurs group tonight is very interesting. Spurs need to get, get a draw away to Marseille to be sure of qualification. You know, it took them all their time to beat Marseille in the home tie in this particular group and uh, there'll be no certainties to, to get the draw they need away to Marseille tonight and of course Conte is suspended Yeah I don't think so I mean I think Marseille in terms of their own form I think the league form hasn't been great for the last couple of weeks um, but you're going going anywhere when you're going away from home in the Champions League Champions League nights away from home are never easy no matter where you're going um, so yeah there's no guarantee of, of Spurs doing it that, look when it's a draw I think Conte will know he needs yeah, a draw I know, but and yeah, it's the he, kind of game that he will set up if he needs a draw that's what they'll get uh, so you, I think they will do it and, and will qualify uh, but it's it's not going to be definitely not going to be an easy game um, speaking of, you said the Napoli uh, Liverpool being a dead rubber and, uh, the, do you think will Napoli have to be considered dark horses for this Champions League well at, on, on, on form at the moment in Europe they're definitely among the top form sides in Europe at the moment and they're banging in goals to beat the band there's no question about it. I don't think there's any doubt that the Italian league is yes. not anywhere near as strong as it has been in the past but they're a very impressive looking side you know whether defensively they're going to be good enough to win a Champions League that's that would be the, the doubt I'd have about them but definitely they have been the most one of the most impressive sides in the Champions League this season and, and, and we'll, we'll be keeping a close eye out of them. I suppose the, the, the big thing to take from the Champions League, Cueve, is the amount of top sides, big yeah. clubs that are not coming out of their groups. Three spring to mind in particular, Juventus, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. And these are three of the clubs that wanted to form this European yeah. Super League. They can't even get out of their, out of their groups. And um, I think there's a turning of the tide in a lot of this European football. Is by the looks of it, I mean, the Europa League is going to be a lot better to watch. Well, they are, they're all going to probably yeah. drop back into the Europa yeah. League now, yeah. you yeah. know. And, 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 and there's no guarantee, even Juventus no, will, will get Europa no, League no, and, no, and, their games and I don't think there's any guarantee. I don't think there's a guarantee that Atletico Madrid are going to be in it either because they're actually playing at the moment, they're losing 2 0 away to Porto, and uh, Bayern Leverkusen are drawn with uh, with Club Bruges. And if those results stay the same. Atletico Madrid will finish bottom of their group and they won't even qualify for the Europa League so which is unbelievable yeah. when you think about it yeah considering you know. the, the European pedigree of Atletico and, and what they've done in the league over the last few years it's it's mad to see it you and Barcelona like, I mean now I know Barcelona were in <coughs> were in a, in a tricky group but you would have expected them yeah right you would have expected Bayern Munich to come out there but you yeah. wouldn't have wouldn't you have expected Barcelona to, to be able to manage Inter Milan I think so yeah because like you said look the Italian league is not in great shakes at the moment Inter are kind of they're, they're not, I think they're outside the top four, whatever. But they're, you know, you know but they're um, like Juventus are really struggling. Yeah. You know, AC are you know not going massive guns either. Like Napoli are the farm team, obviously in the Italian league. But I think it's the likes of Barcelona. It's a huge, huge dent in their in their plans not to come out of the group stages of the Champions League because they will have budgeted big time yeah. for coming out of the group stages in the Champions League, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, of course, Shamrock Rovers have been crowned champions in and of the League of Ireland. No great shit surprise there. Massive for UCD. They won away, away to Finn Harps last weekend. We keep a close eye on UCD because of the Kilkenny interest there. There's also Kilkenny interest in Waterford United. They're in the playoff final now against Galway United in the Division One. Whoever wins that then will.
will play UCD for the right to play in the Premier Division next season there's Kilkenny interest there looking at the Kilkenny interest across the water Gavin Houlihan still going well for Grimsby Town scored again at the weekend unfortunately they were defeated Seanie Maguire's Preston Preston uh, he didn't get on the pitch last weekend and uh, they're playing tonight they're playing at home to Swansea and uh, he's named on the bench as well so we always like to keep a, a close oh, interest on all, the, on all the local stuff look at Cueve as always I say it every night so I'm not going I'm going to say it again the hour has caught up with us you are back I'm sure on the air at some at different times over the next week or so yeah I'll be back I think on it could be next Monday um, um, yeah there's a couple of messages we didn't get there just there's one might have just on. mentioned it um, Benjamin texting he was just sending all his best how you doing um, Benjamin to, to Burr and uh, he was saying it's I'm sure Liam's glad to be in Limerick away from the taunts of a certain <laughs> Mickey Brennan I'm sure he, <laughs> he is. is he is he is he is um, myself and Burr will be back with Pat Tracy on Saturday Sport we'll be back again next Tuesday night Kevin Lafar is up next thanks for listening good night and God bless